0: Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple Halls of Fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. That's
1: not what I heard. No, well, we did. We got gesture. We no, did. no. Below the hard deck does not
2: count. Hard deck, my ass. We nailed that son of a bitch. Ha! You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky?
1: You're everyone's problem.
0: That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're
2: dangerous. That's right. Nice man. I am dangerous. Maverick,
1: you and Goose get your butts out of that flight gear and up to Viper's office now.
3: Remember, boys, no points for second place.
4: You're a lot brighter than you look. Oh, you, you shut up. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, well, you guys, sure. don't worry. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live from the Ford F-150 Raptor, BF Goodwrench All-Terrain TA, Jim Beam Kentucky Bourbon Sponsored Studios, from the 13th floor on the shores of the nation's largest freshwater lake, overlooking the beautiful scenic Fox Valley of Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Is he? Oh. Oh. I do believe we have our uh, caller. Go ahead,
3: caller. Which is weird since this is not a call-in show. Shut
4: up, stupid. You're ruining it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have our special correspondent in the field. You know him as the Appleton Oak. The man of a thousand poses.
2: And this is fresh off the San Diego Comic-Con. To give you a little heads up, he is Mr. David Bay what's going on gentlemen how's it going bud
1: it's a uh, beautiful tuesday afternoon here in uh a town i'm Wisconsin.
4: glad you glad to hear you made it back safe from the comic-con <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I,
1: w- I wasn't out there i would have loved to have gone out there they uh they did some big shit out there this year gentlemen Big, big a- oh, shit.
2: yes oh. and that's why we have you on because if anyone is an expert in Top Gun and Tom Cruise, it's you. So we needed to hear your comments first before you blasted it fully on social media.
1: You, you, you probably could have just left it as, as an expert in Top Gun. You didn't have to also say... An expert at Tom Cruise. That's only a little. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: you gave us you know the analysis. For an the, uh, expert in Top Gun sounds cool. Oh, he's a Tom Cruise expert. No, he's he's a little clear, weird. He's clearly I, an expert in Patrick Swayze. Everybody knows that's
1: that. oh, yeah. Yeah, right. that's not that's not weird at all though. No, no that's Patrick totally normal. Don't,
4: awesome.
2: don't worry, Dave. I can always go and edit that out.
1: No, no, leave it. Leave it. Don't you dare. He won't.
3: He, won't.
2: he won't. So, Dave, fire it off, man. What are your thoughts? Because that trailer right. was just awesome. Uh,
1: you know, uh, the, the Top Gun trailer, in one word, is epic. And I tell you what, there are certain movies that you just don't mess with. You don't remake. You don't do anything with. You don't make sequels. And a handful of years ago, We started hearing this buzz about a Top Gun remake. Now, if I remember correctly, the original idea was a remake, much like they remade Red Dawn, although... Although the remake of Red Dawn, I will say, if you have to replace Patrick Swayze's character with somebody, Chris Hemsworth is about as cool as they can get. So I, I was okay with Red Dawn just Agreed. because they used Thor. You know, But, you know, they remade Footloose, which I haven't even watched yet because I, I just have issues with that. You Don't know, so do it. They remake all these 80s movies, and when I heard at least, you know, buzz of a remake of Top Gun, I was I was pretty furious, and it's just like you know what? There's there's nobody that's gonna play that role like Tom Cruise did. You can't you can't remake nostalgia. You can make a new movie for a new generation, but you can't remake nostalgia or remake nostalgia. And so when I when I heard you know more recently that they were going with a it's still gonna be Maverick, it's still gonna be Tom Cruise just 30 years later. You know then I'm like okay, that's better. But you know, there's always the danger of sequels just kind of flopping.
4: Yep.
1: And the trailer came out, and you know, granted, you only get a glimpse of what the movie's going to be about, but it looks about as perfect as a sequel could be from you know from from the short clips we got in the trailer. Um, you know, they do a good job of explaining, hey, he's kind of a dying breed, which we all know is the case with fighter pilots, being that we're in the drone era. Um, you know, kind of explaining why he's still there. But not promoted, you know, because yep. he was basically just stayed true to Maverick all those years. Um, Ed Harris, by the way, one of my favorite actors of all time. And the fact that they brought Ed Harris in, uh, I thought, is fantastic. You know, I like the, fantastic the remake. Well. The remake of the the volleyball scene, but although if I if I remember correctly, the clip showed him playing football. football. So, yep. We'll yeah, see. but uh, a bunch of uh, young strapping gentlemen with their shirts off, you know, <laughs> playing out in the hot Miramar weather. I mean. You know, I uh, I was uh, I don't know anybody who had anything negative to say about that trailer. I really think they did a good job of of keeping true to uh, you know the, the the desires of the original Top Gun fans and and not trying to re- remake it rather. And it, it didn't it didn't feel cheesy or forced. It just felt like a really badass follow up to what Maverick's been up to the last you know thirty years.
4: Well, and I think the technology that they have to make movies, I think the, um, the dog fights that they're certainly going to have and just any kind of the airplane action is just going to be insane. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: you know, obviously you didn't have to CGI a, a whole lot of stuff in the original one because it was just a lot of fighter pilot stuff, you know I mean? So they were, you know, they were you know using real Navy planes and, you know, aircraft carriers and all sorts of stuff. But obviously with today's technology, uh, the, the, from a visual standpoint, the movie itself is going to be, uh, you know, next level. Um, I'm a big audio person, and i got to imagine with the audio they have in the theaters these days, um, this new movie is just going to be absolutely fantastic, and that um, they're going to do some in- incredible things from that standpoint. Um, the-, the, opening, the opening scene of that trailer was phenomenal. You know, he's, he's going god knows how fast it looked like about 10 <laughs> feet off off the desert or the sand flats it looked like Yep. Uh, the salt flats rather um and then just does that braking move where it goes straight vertical i saw that at uh a pilot do that at eaa uh, ironically eaa is this week a few years ago with an f-22 where he was going just flat and just i mean just a snap of a finger just vertical and it was incredible and so that opening scene having actually seen a maneuver like that in person uh, to me was i don't know it's incredible i am as excited as a grown man should be about any movie period <laughs> yeah. ever.
2: well you should be because that trailer was just i've watched it 30 times with the sound on with my soundbar just full blast <laughs>
1: <laughs> do we know yeah the- you know and then of course the top the top gun theme. You know, you have theme songs for movies, whether it be an actual song from a band that they use as a theme song, you know, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel for Say Anything, and there's so many theme songs that, that movies have, um, but the Top Gun theme music is about as iconic as you're ever going to have from a movie, and they played it a little bit slower and a little bit more dramatic, and it just, I mean, it really it really just took you back to a different time. God, I'm sounding like an old guy now. No, yeah,
4: I, I 100% it, agree it, with it. that. It
1: really did. And, and I have, you know, my, my stepbrother's, uh, you know, in, in his 50s, and, and he's in the Navy and stuff, and he was super excited. My stepdad's an old Navy guy who spent time on an aircraft carrier. He's all excited about it. You know, and and, and I don't know how it's going to resonate with the, um, with the younger crowd, but I think with the fighter jets and stuff like that, just visually and from an action standpoint, it's probably going to do well, but I, I can't imagine anybody who's ever even seen the original isn't going to go to the theaters to watch this movie. This is not a this is not a movie you wait to come out on DVD. This isn't a movie you wait to stream on Amazon Prime. This is something you get out and you go to the theaters to seven to fifty times.
4: Absolutely, <laughs> and you just say, "Shut up and take my money and let me see it in IMAX."
2: Yep.
1: Yeah the uh, the the question. Uh, I think that's weighing heavily on everybody's mind is who is Tom Cruise's love interest going to be. Now, I do recall him riding on his motorcycle. I don't think, you know, there's there were some pictures that came out, and there was a second trailer that came out. It wasn't the official Top Gun trailer uh, or on the official Top Gun YouTube page, but it was somebody else's YouTube page, and they showed a younger Brunette on the back of his bike. And yeah. you know, obviously in the first Top Gun, the cool thing was he was the younger guy with the older instructor, now, you know, I don't know that they're going to show him with an older woman anymore, that would really be all <laughs> that cool, given his age, because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he he, he's career. in his late 50s or however old he is, so I don't think you can have him with somebody 15 or 20 years older, I mean, I guess you could, um, it be a little weird. But whatever, I don't judge.
4: Yeah, he might um, need the sidecar for the motorcycle, maybe. <laughs> hey, same and motorcycle, cool, yeah, new another, girl.
1: Another cool thing is they show him taking the tarp off the old motorcycle, yep. but when they show him on the strip, he's on a new crotch rocket.
4: So yeah, We'll see, maybe uh, he's just rebuilding it or something, hanging on to it.
1: Yeah, still chasing the planes. I mean, so there's, uh, again, there's so much nostalgia. Um, I like how they address, you know, at the end where Ed Harris was like, you know, you're a dying breed, and you know, and... Uh, You know, you're gonna you're gonna be soon extinct, and he says, yeah, maybe, but not today. Um, And again, that references I think that references the fact that yeah, you're not gonna have as many fighter pilots actually operating the planes with drone technology anymore. But uh, it it just seems like they really put a lot of thought into it. The people who did it knew that uh, that, this is one of the most iconic movies of all time. You know, I mean, I so I you know I went to high school from '94 to '98, right? you know so top Game gun came out in the 80s i mean it came out before i was a teenager before you're dating and before you know all that stuff yep but i i recall very specifically that at least when when i was in high school it was the most rented movie of all time
4: <laughs>
1: more more people went to blockbuster and said they need top gun and look if you were if you were a teenager in the 80s or the 90s or even today and you're watching Top Gun, so if there's any young guys out there listening, just heed some advice from an old guy. Hopefully my girlfriend doesn't listen to this. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Heed some advice from an old guy. If you have yourself a date, and you're looking to maybe take things, you know, a little past first or second base, consensually, of course, here in 2019, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I don't want to catch yourself in a Me Too, no means no, so please make sure it's consensual, but it's really probably not even gonna be an issue. And, and what I'm getting to is if if you're a single guy or whoever on a date, if you're not rounding third base halfway, halfway through if you're not rounding third base halfway through take my breath away, that scene, you're you're never getting laid in your entire life. Never it's, okay? it's just
4: not meant to be. <laughs> oh it's not thank you. <laughs> thank you. Home. It's
1: not meant to be so all i'm saying okay is maybe do a little research find out how far into the movie this is because here's the thing you, 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 you don't want to try to make your move too early in the movie and then get shut down and then you're done for the rest of the uh, movie right
3: 25 minutes <laughs> you don't want
1: to do that so you, guys listen if you're having a little problem closing the deal you know maybe even this might even be a get out of the friend zone but i would hate for you to get shut down and put back in the friend zone during top gun because that's just tragic <laughs> anyhow just just wait until you know they wait until they're in the classroom he's talking about how you don't have time to think you just react she says it's an awfully awfully costly bet with a 30 million dollar plane that's when you need to start you know getting things ready okay <laughs> this is when things are going to happen
2: start putting around, right. around her yep getting the
4: primer
1: yeah, so you can't, I mean, you really can't talk about the original Top Gun without talking about that sex scene, because, I mean, really, that, 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 that scene alone created a lot of green lights for a lot of young men for a lot of years, okay?
2: Well, well Dave, you got to remember, in today's age, if they're not doing it over Snapchat, they probably don't got a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... Times have changed, Dave.
1: Yeah, times have changed, it's you, know, it's not, years, you know, now you're, everybody's 40. sending dirty text messages, and you pretty much know whether you're going to get somewhere before the date even starts, but look, if there's any question, <laughs> I'm telling you, go with go with Top, go with top Gun, you know, you take really, you, you, if there's any chance that anything's going to happen, Top Gun is your go-to, I promise you.
2: And take me now or lose me forever.
1: Take me to bed or lose me forever.
2: There show me go. the way home. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dave. Well, we'll let you go because you're a busy man. We know you got a lot of stuff on your plate. Did
1: I? Did I go over? But look, you guys, you guys knew very well going into this call. All right, that if we were going to talk Top Gun, I was going to talk entirely too much. We could do an entire show. Just all we would have to do is from the start to say, David, Top Gun. <laughs> Go! Boom! Oh, two <laughs> hours show! Two yeah. hours show! Approach. No problem! Dick,
2: which, the premiere. This is what's happening right here, right? So we're using this as a teaser because obviously we're going to have you back on because you're a high ratings draw. And people love, love you on our podcast. So guess what, folks? This is a teaser to Dave Bay's return of Strictly Top Gun. And probably some other eighties, but strictly Top Bay Gun. Bay
1: part two, and yeah, a half. yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, this, these are good times, and I got, I got a lot of things I need to say, and it's, I feel like, I feel like this is a real, this a real good, uh, this is a real good avenue for me.
2: This so is a perfect avenue <laughs> for you.
1: You better, you better get, you better get used to it. So I think love we love it. It. We all work well together. We, you know, uh, here on the thirteenth floor uh, of the B.F. Goodrich Jack Daniels Building.
4: Uh, <laughs> it's Jim Beam, but that's all right. We'll work on it. You'll, the you radio. Get I,
1: sorry, the radio all terrain. I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave out. Uh, leave that out. It's
3: TKO. motorsports.
2: <laughs> uh. Well, I'll tell you no, what, Dave. I'll, I'll be bug. I'll be buzzing your phone here soon, so we can get some dates in the calendar sooner than later. So
1: good. T- yeah. Hey, Lock just, it in. Lock
3: it in. We, we got shit to talk about. Well, because hey, you can be our wingman anytime.
2: Yeah. Oh, god!
4: Bullshit. You yeah. can be mine. <laughs> I think I heard him bite his teeth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs>
1: that's where. That's right. That's where you gotta. That's that's where you were supposed to say. And he's out. Right there. All right, hold on. Bullshit. You can be mine. Boom. If I had a mic, I'd fucking drop it right now, but I'm on my cell phone. There's no no real cool way to to bail out from a cell phone other than throw it, and it's a new iPhone. I don't want it to break. Yeah,
2: don't do that. And he's out. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was the man, the Appleton Oak, the man of a thousand poses, the top gun expert himself, Mr. Dave Bay. And now we go from one Dave to this Dave to another Dave. So take it away, Mason Quinn. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to guest
4: number two. That's right. You number thought seven. we only had one? We've got two. I'd queue up Hogan if I could right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing to you for the second time the one and only, it, for my money, the best promoter in the Midwest, hands down, Mr. Dave Hero.
0: Well, that was very sweet of you, let me just say. It. Thank you very much. I, not, I now feel validated.
2: So. As you Good should. Day. As you should. Well, thanks for coming on, Mr. Hero. We appreciate Absolutely. your time, as always. Uh, before, Of course, we're going to talk wrestling, but you know, there's some other subjects that we love to kind of get out there a little bit just so it's not always wrestling drowning here. But uh, one thing that Andrew Quinn and I were kind of talking about uh, in recently the meeting. in the production meeting mm-hmm uh recently was like favorite entertainers outside of wrestling so like quinn and i we'd always shoot videos back and forth of elvis during his live (laughs) events and they're fantastic they are he is way more entertaining than what people probably want to give him What you
4: typically see yeah
2: just in the middle of his songs he would stop and just do something so random that would make you pop (laughs) so i would say elvis is one of my favorites
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you, you absolutely have to put Elvis up there, Frank Sinatra, you know, any of those guys from that that pack era. Where you know, they were all fantastic.
4: Yep, and of course, um, uh, uh, the answer here. And I just watched uh, Eddie Murphy delirious. That's probably the hundredth time I've seen it, but it, it just—it was such a standard in stand-up comedy that the fact that it's still. Basically a roadmap for how to do stand up comedy even today is just incredible and the jokes still hold up, everything holds up just fantastic. Except for that one where he's like, Hey,
3: who here has cable? And then please we, <laughs> yes, we just that <laughs> because, you know, 2019. Might, you know, it because it's twenty nineteen. You now he'd be like, Hey, who has apps? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing is we talk about the, the entertainers and the stars of yesteryear as opposed to today. Back then yesteryear they all wanted careers, Yep, you know, and the fame came later. Now it seems like today's entertainers got famous off of a gimmick, a YouTube video, a meme or a gif, whatever they call them, or a and they, they and they really had no aspirations of being an entertainer. Then they're just, you know, thrown um, it. thrust under the spotlight. I mean, we'll never have the Eddie Murphy's, the Frank Sinatra's, the Elvis Presley's. Of this generation going forward just because they'll never sustain that long
4: no i think the burnout uh, is just too
3: fast well and it's it's easier to get discovered nowadays i mean back then you had hit all the clubs everywhere to be able to to get noticed to start putting butts in seats whereas now yeah you make one stupid youtube video and it'll get a million views yep. and, yeah
0: yeah uh, i I got to kick on it because like you know for me i'm kind of a news junkie and you know, I, I, I watch a lot of the uh, news feeds, you know, with the AP and uh, other breaking news sources on Twitter, and it blows my mind when it says, Instagram model or YouTube star. Yeah. Like, like how is that really even a thing? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, good God. You know, and, and, and I'll click on their profile, and they have millions of followers. And yeah. I'm thinking, how? How is this even possible? But it is, and, you know, God bless them, they're making money doing it, but it, it just blows my mind that, you know, so many people today are famous, you know, and they've it, it obviously done something right, but it's for all the wrong reasons.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it just makes you wonder, you know, how, what's, I mean, I guess when you look at it, somebody had to, if you will, get lucky and, and you know, hit those couple of million followers, but it's like when mm-hmm. you look at them. You know, you might compare somebody who's got ten followers to somebody who's got a million, and like, you know, I'm not seeing a real uh, big difference here. (laughs) You know, it's like just the luck of the draw. Just one's getting paid for Ah. all those posts, and the other
2: gets shit. (laughs) Well, Dave and you guys, you're you're bringing up some good points here, and I kind of want to steal a little bit from Chris Hardwick and Jericho's pot when they did a podcast just recently. They were talking about nostalgia for like us. Uh You know it's probably like the Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, Eddie Murphy, Top, top Gun, right what is going to be right. 20 years from now with how have you know with all this entertainment that's out there through Instagram, Facebook and whatever else, right? what do you think in, what do you think would be nostalgia 20, 30 years from now?
0: The Avengers movies
2: Ah, you know what I point
0: mean? I, I mean, if you look at Hollywood right now, there's been nothing original in forever. Everything has been a remake, you know? And, um, the Avengers have made so much, and, and there's just so many bits and pieces of, of the Avengers. But other than that, I mean, it's going to be those YouTube stars and Instagram models and, 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 and just the real fly by night thing.
4: I yeah, mean, and I mean, I,
0: I, I don't see anybody in entertainment today. And, and what I mean today in the last, let's say even say 10 years, that is like of that Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt type actor, you know? I mean, yeah, um, Leonardo DiCaprio...
4: Yeah, he might sure, be the absolutely. last, you but know. He's
0: been around for a while.
4: Yeah, you know he what has. I mean. So
0: but there's, there's no one to replace those guys coming up yep. right now.
4: I agree with you hundred percent. And I think, um, you know, in addition to like the Avengers movies, I don't think you're gonna see nostalgia from, you know, just one film the way you might have had like for me, I always talk about it, whether it was First Blood or the original Red Dawn or the original Mad Max or Road Warrior. Like those are mm-hmm. iconic films to me that I still watch at least once a month, maybe right. I'm maniac but i think now it's going to be game of thrones walking dead breaking bad stuff you know series that people were able to get into and invest i mean some people invested eight years of their life in game of thrones um you know for me it was like two weeks i burned through <laughs> it but, uh, <laughs> you have right. zero life right <laughs> but yeah so you i know. think yeah to your point it's gonna to have to be those things that made a bigger impact like the avengers i mean over the course of what? When did the first Iron Man come out? Two thousand eight. Yeah. So you're talking, you know, eleven years, and it's still still expanding, still going on. Yeah. More they just
3: completed yep. the third phase. They're about yep. to start the fourth. Another Thor. Another Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. So it's so going to be so forth.
4: it's going to be interesting. I mean, like right now
0: for me, a nostalgic movie, and it's not even that old, is like Major League. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Whenever that's on, I'll always stop and watch it. Yep. You know. By the way, it's that's, on you know, Prime. Yeah. Warm more.
3: Oh. Nope. Oh. oh, someone went through a tunnel, folks. We'll
4: give it a minute here. <laughs> Did you hang up on our guest? No,
2: page? Dave. Sto- Dave, you there? You- nope,
3: nope, nope,
4: nope. Oh, okay. hey, hey. hey, we're totally you keeping that in. He made it out of the end. tunnel, folks. All
2: right. <laughs> it
3: wasn't a one-way tunnel.
4: Joey, it was- <laughs> I'm going to fire you if that happens
2: again. Uh, uh, to <laughs> to pick up from where you left off, you were talking about Major, Major League. League.
4: Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, it's you know, movies like Major League and Die Hard, even like Coming to America, you oh, know, ah. just something like that where you know it 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 it, it 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 was a funny haha or you know you know it was the the first of its kind, you know, yeah, back I, then, and I just don't see anything coming out today that is gonna you know sustain. I mean, maybe Fast and the Furious movies or something that the Rock is in right now. Now you're talking. Thirty years from now, will <laughs> nice you know prefer. like the like the tooth fairy or something
4: like yeah. that but i mean uh yeah i just don't see it yep no i'm i'm with you 100 percent and uh we'll just have to see what comes out you know i think the other problem too just real quick we'll wrap up this topic and then and then move on but uh you know the other thing too is i've seen a lot of great movies and they're not coming from hollywood i know uh uh diamond dave here is all worried about robert uh pattinson being the next batman i knew you're gonna work and i'm telling you i'm like dave if you on netflix just watch the movie rover okay it's an australian movie uh you know it was low budget but it's so well done and after you watch that you will have no worries of him playing batman the all the twilight stuff will be washed out of your brain And they'd be like, this guy <laughs> is a legit actor. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> out there that Chris I think we're just not exposed to. You know, we're just not exposed to a lot of stuff. So I-, I think there's good films out there, but I think the studios are just going for the money because they can't afford to have another clunker like, uh, what was the Johnny Depp movie he made? The Lone Ranger or something like that where they put all this right, money into it right. and it just bombs or John Carter. You know, or I'll be honest,
0: I'm not that worried about Robert Pattinson. I mean, I was... When when they first cast Henry Cavill as Superman, I'm thinking, who is this guy? You know. Yep. And then when they uh, casted uh, um, the girl for Wonder Woman, oh, I was against yep, that, that, and she was fantastic. Yep. You know, I mean, Robert Pattinson. Unfortunately for him, he's been pigeonholed with the whole Twilight gimmick.
4: Yep. It's but f- I mean,
0: you know, um, uh, even Ben Affleck. Everyone groaned when he was Bruce Wayne, Batman. I thought he was I thought he fantastic. He was solid. I-, I thought he was great. He comes off
2: as um, that perfect, rich, arrogant prick by just looking at you. It's it's not a real stretch
4: for uh, Ben (laughs) Affleck to pull that off. He
3: was no Val Kilmer. Get over yourself.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. I I,
0: I just hope that DC gets their stuff together because they are so far behind Marvel right now.
1: Oh,
2: light years. They've
0: rebooted so many times, and for me as a DC guy, it's heartbreaking because when you have the most iconic Superheroes of all time, Superman and Batman. And I mean, you're blowing it. You can say X Men, you can say Avengers, but at the end of the day, everyone knows Superman and Batman, and they can't and they can't seem to get that rolling. That's just bad. It's just it, it's amazing that all the money that has been spent and wasted.
3: That's where I love how Quinn on our last podcast was like, How many times are they gonna reboot Spider Man? It's like been three times, whereas Batman this is what, number nineteen? That nineteenth yeah. yeah. Batman is uh, <laughs> Batman? Batman? <laughs>
0: But you know what I though, I, I saw an article that Spider Man is one of the most is the most profitable superheroes in the history of
4: superhero comics.
2: Yeah, well then they're Spider-Man. gonna keep cranking That's interesting. them on, you know. You know? Well so. Tom Holland, I will say, is a really good super or Superman. <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> look at look at that. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, he he's some great did you see any of the just uh to, to stay on the uh, the comic book stuff here for just a minute and I'm just because i'm thinking about it because i saw the trailer the other day did you see anything on the uh on that pennyworth episode that's going to be on epics i think did you see anything oh, about no I, no
0: no i have not i mean I, I was trying to catch as much stuff as i could online with the san diego comic-con okay um it's amazing how much marvel stuff is coming out though over the next few years
4: yeah, I, mean, it's I think just they have like they have like movies. seven or
0: eight or nine movies in in twenty twenty one coming out. You yeah, know? but for for me, you know, uh, the silver lining in that is uh, Salma Hayek is going to be featured in one
2: of them. Ooh, the Eternals. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. So th- for me, that th- that's fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> as perfect. long as she so.
4: dances with a snake, that's all that really matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now I definitely have a reason to see the Eternals. Yeah. See? So I had no idea who they were up until. I saw. I saw my eye was going to be in that movie. Yeah, same here.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, really smooth transition here. I wonder if she'll be drinking Crush ice. Uh, <laughs> what is know, with that? <laughs> well, okay. So here's how
4: it happened, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm at work today, and it's you know it's not as hot as it's been, but uh, you know, guys got to stay hydrated. It's what you got to do. So take my. Uh, uh, my wedding gift from uh, Diamond Dave into the break room to fill up the old yeti with some uh, with some ice get some ice water and i see the uh-huh. option on the refrigerator for crushed or cubed and i just i had a jerry seinfeld moment but with more r-rated language and i just thought to myself who in the fuck would get crushed ice in their water it's just <laughs> such an inconvenience you know you're trying to drink it the little cubes are hitting your teeth and your lips and you can't go to Get a nice, good, solid yeah. drink of water. I, I don't understand. I don't know why that's an option. Well, you know, Quinn, maybe some people don't have sensitive teeth like you do. That's not the wasp. teeth are sensitive. It's like it, it's like it works like an ice shove, and it's like a <laughs> dam, and you can't drink anything.
3: It just all gets caught in the mouth of the <sighs> yeti.
4: I mean, I realize this, you know, isn't the highest uh, rated topic here of the Bad Medicine podcast, but I I did think of it and thought I'd bring it up.
2: Well, no, let's ask Mr. Hero. Mr. Hero, are you a cubed guy or a crushed guy?
0: (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I think it depends on what drink I'm going to have, you know?
2: You, yeah, that's true. I guess if you're having a mixer, you probably want cubed. If you're having a, a soda, probably crushed. Ladies and gentlemen, the second yeah. best promoter in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> and we're asking you know? them crushed ice questions.
0: I, I, I mean, I mean, for me, I try to avoid ice as much as possible. I'd rather just drink a cold drink that's you know, already been there. But um, Because I have a habit of, of chewing on ice, and I don't want to chip my teeth, because I've done that in the past. But, yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea why they have crushed ice or... Or uh, cubes, you know, my refrigerator has the exact same thing. I'm, and I'll be honest, I've never thought about it until right now. See? So. I can't
2: wait till you go into your kitchen.
0: (laughs) Now,
2: just just watch. From here on out, you're going to be like, damn it, do I do crushed or cubed?
0: You're going to be like, fucking Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, I'm actually going to start asking people, why do they do crushed over cubed? And I bet nobody will have an answer
3: because no one's ever thought of it. I
4: bet because nobody does crushed. I bet that's why. If you you want a slushy, (laughs) that's when
3: you have your crushed. It'll take and a no goddamn the long problem, time to fill that
0: cup. The problem, the, the problem with crushed ice, because I have used that option, is that if you put a warm soda in there, for some reason, the crushed ice becomes one big block of ice at a time. Yeah,
4: it and does. It it good point. Together. Yep, that or it all melts, and then you're just left with a watery Dr Pepper. And nobody likes <laughs> that. Exactly. Yeah,
3: watery yeah. drizzling shit.
4: <laughs> like an Andrew match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It only doesn't <laughs> last as long. Exactly. Exactly. Well,
2: it's only battle royals that use <laughs> <so, laughs> exclusively. <laughs> yeah.
3: They're the best. You can be drunk off your ass after eating a duck's the locks. Oh, no. this guy's not
4: professional at all. I <laughs> would never book him, ladies and gentlemen.
2: So here's where we swing into the wrestling, Mister Hero. Um, mm-hmm. We've been kind of critical of AEW a little bit, uh, just because. For me, it's more psychology reasons, but... Uh, well, you
4: expect it a lot.
2: I, I had probably a little too high expectations, and they haven't been really met, which is totally fine. That's the way they're going to do their product. Uh, but have you been able to kind of catch up on one, two, three of their last episodes? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that so far?
0: From what I've seen so far is that they have a pretty, I wouldn't say super strong upper card, but they have a strong upper card. from the mid-card down, it's super weak. You know, they haven't established guys um, as being stars. I mean, of course, they've pushed, you know, uh, the Kenny Omegas, the Codys, the Dustins, the the, the Bucks. Sure. um, You know, Hangman, Page, and Jericho, of course. But um, the other talent they have, I don't think that that they're all TV-ready yet. And I think that's a problem that is going to go forward for them is because... A lot of those guys are super indie guys. That they that they are, that they're the indie darlings. They get all the buzz. They get all those gifs on Twitter of cool mm-hmm. stuff that they do. But until that they've had time to really put together um, TV matches, which I don't think a lot of them have done, uh, it's it's going to hinder. And they've only had I think what, what now they've had two in the last year. This will be their fourth show. Yeah, right? this will be coming
4: up, up on August. number four. Yeah.
0: Okay. They, I don't. I mean, I know that Cody is a very smart individual and that they have a lot of things in place and they got a billionaire behind them. I'm going to be curious to see. I mean, um, they have to elevate that mid-card because there's a lot of people on there that, you know, they don't know. I mean, uh, Sonny Kiss is getting a lot of buzz, but is he getting the buzz because, because of his sexual preference or because he's a hell of a worker?
4: yeah you know what i mean and is anybody going to pay to see these guys you know that they (laughs) haven't had a chance to build up you know
0: yeah so they have to figure out how they're going to get these guys over and um you know i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do i mean i'm excited to to see how their product comes across on live television
4: i would agree Uh, you know
0: you know, with the limited uh, Again, you can't have the Young Bucks and Cody and Dustin and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho in every match or every segment. Because um, here, here's what it is. These guys are used to working at a certain rate, 100 miles an hour, okay? Can their bodies sustain that for an entire 52 weeks?
4: And in addition you know? to having those matches doing work behind the scenes...
0: You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I to mean, get back to that I want them yoga. to do well because you know, I want them to do well because it's good for everybody.
4: Oh well, yeah, look uh, at yes. what it did. Yes, it's, I mean, look at what it did you to know? the guys in WWE. A lot of guys got their their
2: salaries doubled, it's almost just tripled,
4: just because yep. of that. So I mean, I, I I'm all for it and want it to do good. um am just, and for me, stuff. I mean, I
0: get to kick other guys that bash WWE. I mean, like John Moxley did it. Uh, Jericho hasn't said much, even Cody hasn't, but a lot of those guys, if it wasn't for being dirty, they wouldn't have had that nest egg or no, that he'd... ability to put money aside or to get a little financially secure.
4: Yeah. To where they could like do John Mox- it. I, like John Moxley,
0: I mean, I get it. He was, um, creatively challenged because he wasn't happy. But man, you were still getting that check every two weeks. Exactly, and you know it was a
4: good check. And if not you know? for Vince, you'd still be doing death matches with Ian Rotten down in Indiana or something. Yeah. you know, I mean, who knows? Very well, could you know, be. You know, it yeah. always comes back you to think and Papa <laughs> Vince.
3: Well, as you yeah. we talked about with the mid card. You know, they're indie darlings. You think that's why a lot of the times when WWE brings them in, they're on they're on NXT for you know an extended period of time just so they can learn how to do televised matches.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, when you go to NXT, it is to get you polished up. It gets you used to walking down that ramp. It gets you used to doing TV matches within three to five minutes. Um, It gets you ready to start cutting promos. I mean, it is a factory to produce television stars. Yep. Now, NXT has not done a great job of that. I mean, if you look, I think they may have brought up 30 to 40 people over the last few years, and not many have uh, translated well to the
4: main audience and do you think that's because oh sorry to cut you off their answer but uh, you know thumb to the eye eye. do you think that's because the environment that they're working down in nxt it's a small crowd of anywhere from like seven to nine hundred people i think i could be wrong there but i think that's what it Uh is and i think the crowd almost gets to a point where they feel as if they're a part of the show and maybe they're inflating guys who otherwise wouldn't get over or
0: you know well, yeah, I mean, the, the NXT audience is a niche market,
4: yep.
0: okay? Um, it's 7 to 900 people, and everyone that is there is a diehard wrestling fan.
4: You'll see you're a not lot of the same somebody, faces. Yeah.
0: You know, if, if, if you're at NXT, it's because you love wrestling. If you go to Raw, you might be there because your buddy at work got some tickets, and you're going to hang out with beers with the guys, you know? So it, it's two different audiences. is with NXT and Monday Night Raw and even SmackDown. I mean, there's a lot of people that will go to Raw because, oh, I want to go watch pro wrestling. They don't care who it is. So they see somebody coming out for the first time and they don't know know who they are, they don't recognize them, and if the crowd is quiet, I mean, TV is so influential because the person's debut on TV, if the crowd pops and gets over huge for them, the people at home think, "Oh my God, that must be a real star." Yep. And if the crowd is quiet, they're like, "Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be excited about this person."
3: Yeah, maybe this is just you a know? job guy or something. And <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> because yeah. that always, so, I mean, from... um, um, you know, for me, I consider the Monday Night Raw and SmackDown cro- crowd uh, the Joe WalMarts. It's the everyday people. Yep. Um, yep. NXT, it's the, it's the super hardcore smart fans that want to go and see these guys that they've read about online or they've they've done tape trading or they've watched their YouTube links and like, oh, my God, you know, I want to see this person. And also, if you think about it, everyone that comes up from NXT, with the exception of a few, and and I mean like a Braun Strowman few, they're all regular-sized guys. Yep, yep. You know, between 185 and 205 pounds.
4: Well and I so. think and that's where you see the problem where there's so few guys that they can put with Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, the Almighty. You know, it's like mm-hmm. and I and we were talking about this before uh before we came on the air was that the problem that I have with Seth Rollins in particular is that he's in the ring cutting this, you know, great promo, he's very um emotional with it and it's it's doing well. Brock Lesnar's sitting there laughing at him right in his face, not yeah. taking him seriously. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, okay, clearly he's not a threat. Brock doesn't even care. So, well, next, I suppose.
0: But but in real life, who would be a threat to Brock
4: Lesnar? Yeah, that's true. And and I'm, I'm not saying mean? Brock should act scared or anything, but he's just laughing in his face. I mean, you know, maybe a guy uh-huh. like Lashley. I mean, I think we all thought Lashley right. was going to be the guy to go you up against Brock. Almighty. Oh, sorry, the, the almighty. I messed that up. We're, we're trying our best to get him a push. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know,
0: the almighty of Braun Strowman, you know, and Drew McIntyre, yes. I think, are the only three guys that's that physically go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar.
3: I think they would put on a hell of a match
4: because it, it just, yeah. it, it, Ton does, of money. it does feel a bit forced with, uh you know, with Rollins and, you know, we, we've talked about it before and maybe we'll speak to this a little bit later and, and get your opinion on, you know, is, is Rollins an experiment that maybe it's time to be like, you know, we, we gave it the big push. Let's maybe let somebody else get a shot because let's be honest, this industry has an expiration date and, you know guys start creeping up around 40 and you want them to go 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 and be everywhere be the champ be the face of the company that takes a a, a real toll on your body and is it time to let somebody else get a shot uh what do you think
0: you know i, I don't know because the the, the thing with seth round is vince and hunter they don't have to worry about him leaving for hollywood like john cena or the rock Yep, you know So they know he's going to be like Bret Hart. He's always going to be there. And I think they were hoping Seth Rollins would become the Bret Hart. But the problem was is Seth Rollins has never had any strong heels. His most memorable programs have been with guys that were his buddies, Ambrose and and Roman Reigns. I mean, I, I, I can't think of another program that Seth Rollins was in
4: No, I mean, they tried to give him the the, rub. Where he was
0: like, oh, my God, I want to see this. I mean, I I like him and AJ. I I think that's great. But, I mean, if you think of Seth Rollins, uh, you you think of him against Hunter, you think of him against Roman Reigns, and you think of him against Dean Ambrose.
4: Yep. And and,
0: and it's like, did he really convincingly beat any of those guys, with the exception of Hunter at WrestleMania in a gimmick match?
3: Yep. Well, with Brock, I think they always love pushing that David versus Goliath mentality. They always want the littler guy to beat the big, huge behemoth.
2: Well, let's be honest. Brock has his best matches with a body frame of like a Seth Rollins.
3: Yeah, where
2: he sells his
3: ass off.
0: Yeah, and and, and and that's you know, and everyone can say what, what they want about Brock Lesnar, but every match I've seen Brock Lesnar in, with the exception of Goldberg at WrestleMania 20, okay, <laughs> on, he has he has always sold his ass off. Yep. For who you know, I mean, he will find a way to get that baby face over, and he'll sell for. Him,
4: yep, and I and know? I think that when Brock won the title at the last, uh, you know, pay per view. I you can't tell me people didn't pop for it because they certainly did. Exactly. You know?
0: Well, and and, you, and you, here's why I think that is. They took Seth Rollins, who is the universal champ who beat who was the beast slayer, okay? And now of course it's public knowledge that he is dating Becky Lynch, which he now goes from I'm guessing the beast slayer to the man eater. I have no idea. <laughs> the man and oh. well, yes, and, let's um, get that on his shirt, Dave. <laughs> And, and and it's just like, she runs the show. Yep, we, we touched so it's on like, that, yeah. like, I don't want to be like Seth Rollins. Shit, he's taking, he's now, he's, you know, in Batman and Robin, when they're in the Batcycle, and there's the sidecar, and Robin would sit in the sidecar. <laughs> Seth Rollins is now Robin, <laughs> <laughs> okay?
2: Quinn's over here doing jumping jacks right now, because oh, yeah. you two are on the same yeah. page. It's like you're but reading like, my script. I mean,
0: if, if, if I'm going to have Seth Rollins, who I want to be my top babyface, to now fight this monster, I want him to come across as being a badass. Yes. I don't want him coming across as now being second fiddle to his girlfriend. I
3: use those exact words. It's just eerie. <laughs> it's, he's going to be know? the badass when, when Brock F5s So,
0: yeah. so I mean, if, if, if you're watching this at home, if you're Joe Walmart watching this at home, who do you want to be?
4: Exactly. Yeah, i wanna sure be you want to be the
0: guy banging Becky Lynch, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, but but Brock Lesnar has Sable at
3: home and he's a badass. Exactly. Well, you know, it's just the new Mark Merrill.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like it's just, I, I, it's, I, I just don't get it. I yes. mean, it just, I, just I, I couldn't believe what they did there. It was I know. It's
4: amazing. And, it, and the thing that I touched on before, uh, speaking of that, was that you know unless Rollins and Lynch. Get married, have kids, and live happily ever after. There's going to be an ugly ending to this, and I'd say there's a 90% chance that there is. So, oh, you know, then absolutely. where are they going to go with that? Is they going to bring Edge back or something? Is he, <laughs> you know, it's like, how's it going to end?
0: Yeah. I mean, when was the last time that, that a wrestling couple started on TV? And, and, and laughed it. It's not. I mean, Macho never. Man I and mean, Elizabeth is still John Cena and Nikki
4: Bella, you
2: know.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris and
4: Brie and Benoit. Daniel
2: Bryan is the only ones that are in the modern era that have so far made it.
4: Yeah. I mean, you got Macho and Elizabeth, and they were a package, you know, for years and years and years, you know. Right. Chris yeah. You and know what? Nancy yeah,
0: I, I, I can give that huh. to Ms and Maurice, but you know that what? Miss and cool. Maurice better be careful because whenever you wind up on a reality show, that never ends well
2: either. So. I, I, I think reality shows. Are what is it? At least ninety nine percent end up in divorce.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only one that hasn't was Ozzy, but that took twenty years for them to wind up where they were, and he was so filled up. He had no idea what was going on anyhow. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you
2: know? "Whatever, Sharon, just let me know what I can go do." Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, you know, Dave. Since we're still yeah. kind of on the Seth exactly. Rollins, yeah. Since we're still on the Seth Rollins topic, uh, it kind of brings up the the whole uh, wrestlers, and it's not just Seth. There's quite a few like Becky and, and Alexa. Alexa Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Or do you think they're a little too sensitive now today for social media just in general as wrestlers? Or what's your thoughts on that?
0: You know what? The whole world is oversensitive is what it really is. I mean, everyone everyone's it's a reflection. by so much stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, I love social media. It's an awesome tool. Um, I find it funny when fans will purposely tag somebody to talk shit to them, because you know they would—you n- know—they would never say it to their face. Yeah. No. There's no hey, way Brock, anybody would like say it? anything to their, especially wrestling fans. They would never say it to Braun Strowman's face, or Bobby Lashley's face, or even the Miz's face. They wouldn't do it, you know. But at the same time, um, the talented people in general—they make themselves vulnerable to these comments. By what they post on their social media, yeah, you man. know. So I mean, and, and I was thinking about this today because you know I'm looking at all the um, pictures posted from the raw reunion with everyone, you know, being everyone's best friend. Man, back in the '80s, can you imagine if uh, Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik would have posted a picture, you oh, know, about their best friends and how much they love working with each other?
4: yep, and you it know, never would have happened.
0: And and I and I. I and for as much as I love it, because it lets everyone, you know, peek behind the curtain and feel like they're part of something, all of that stuff is killing the business. Because now you know that they're friends and that they hang out and that they're pals. I mean, Braun Strowman could be the biggest monster heel of all time, but you look at his Instagram, he's the most over baby face in the world. Yep. He's cool, he's shooting guns, he's fishing, he's hanging out with his family, how can you boo that guy?
2: Well, same with Lacey Evans. Now she's uh, promoting projects uh, for the military that they're doing, and it's just like, aren't you supposed to l- – yeah, just yeah. a little kayfabe, people. Just yeah. a little kayfabe will go a long yeah. way now. K kayfabe is yeah. dead. Well, and I think it's at the point
4: where wrestling fans are watching and following them on social media, not for wrestling, but for their real lives. They want to see what they do when they really interact. They want to see the travel to the arena. They want to see all that – and I think a lot of it started with Tough Enough and, and some of the uh, the diva shows or whatever on E, where the entertainment is the making of the entertainment, n- not the entertainment. And I realize that's very confusing, but it's the wrestling isn't what they're after anymore. They love the peek behind the curtain. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I know. I'm sure you know. Back in the '80s, if I would have had access, I would have wanted to know also, but we didn't. Yep. And how much more fun was it to watch? I mean, I'll never forget when the Road Warriors wound up on Wrestling Superstars on a Saturday. Oh my God, I had no idea. All of a sudden, boom, they were there.
4: Yep.
0: Nowadays, you know who's coming in a month, two months before it happens, so there's no more surprise. And that has hurt the wrestling business. I mean, in the Monday Night Wars, you had no idea who was going to pop up on Raw or Nitro.
4: No, and that and was... So you would always
0: Yeah, so you'd always yep. watch to see what was going to happen next. There's no more sense of urgency.
4: No, and it, and it really know? does feel like just all one kind of big glop of show, you know, where, it, and especially huh. since they have Raw and, Super, uh, Raw and SmackDown superstars going on, uh, you know, each show back and forth, it, it blurs the line, and, you, you know, it's, it really, well, it, it blurs the line between the two shows, is what I'm trying to say, well, and you I don't mean, get that exclusivity. When they had the
0: Battle Royal uh, two weeks ago, where the winner of the Battle Royal gets to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. If you get a chance, go back and watch that battle royal and tell me who was actually fighting in that match like they really wanted to get a world title shot at summer
4: Yeah.
0: There was no sense of urgency. The only sense of urgency I see on Raw is Drake Maverick chasing <laughs> for that 24-7 title.
2: Yep. It's the only thing that's kind of said in ev- the show.
0: Yeah. If everyone put that kind of effort into be- you know, to make the audience believe that they truly want that championship... The shows would be better.
4: No, I, I totally think, you know, that's a really and, and, good point I haven't thought of.
0: And and, and and just so you know, it's working. You know how it's working? Drake Maverick, okay, formerly known as Rockstar Spud <laughs> in TNA, now gets more TV time than Seth Rollins, than Braun Strowman, than Roman Reigns.
2: Yep, he gets to what, like, minimum three segments, I believe? Yeah, it's usually At throughout, least. it's because it's throughout the whole show, yeah. you know?
0: Whoever would have thought Drake Maverick would get more
4: time than the three <laughs> top stars on Monday Night Raw? And you, well, you know I how our long... truth was gone. <laughs> that, that was my draft pick. That was your draft pick. Yeah. But how sustainable do you think that is, though, Dave? Because sooner or later, at the end of the day, it's wrestling, and people want to see yeah. wrestling. I mean, yeah, the Drake well, Maverick our really, truth stuff. They really kind of
0: watered fun. it down last night by having Patterson and Briscoe and Medusa. Everyone, you know, grabbing the belt. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they had something good, and I think they may have ruined it. But, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I love Drake, okay? I consider him one of my boys, and he's fantastic. But here's the brilliant thing about it. First of all, he's highly entertaining, mm-hmm. okay? And, and and even though he's the heel, you really kind of want to see him win.
4: Yeah.
0: And now you throw in his hot wife, oh. you know? And it's brilliant. like well, God, now you want him to bang his wife. Like, <laughs> I got a to consummate. <laughs> yeah. you know? You're just cheering for it. i like, dude, I want you to consummate that marriage also. <laughs> Why not?
3: Yeah. I- I'm waiting for him to be the champion to get rolled up by Dave Hero so that Dave Hero becomes a 24 <laughs> 7 champion.
0: Yeah, that, no, that probably will never happen. But, I, mean, <laughs> like, I mean, it's like it, it, it's perfect. You know? and, 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 and now for Renee. You know, she's been on the indies for quite a while. You know, she's been wrestling on the indies I want to say for at least the last 8 years. Her booking fee is through the roof right now for independent.
4: Oh, absolutely.
2: Oh, I can only imagine. You
4: know?
0: Yeah. I mean, she's getting, I mean, you know, I am so happy for her. She is getting as much as most of the former WWE guys are now getting to wrestle.
3: That's just you know? incredible.
2: Kind of makes sense though. She's currently an active um. member On TV, yeah, and you're able to get her
0: every week. And Drake Maverick, if you look at his social media, is the only talent that invests his social media into chasing what he's doing on television.
2: Correct. Yeah, I sent Quinn uh, the video of him walking around in his underwear. (laughs) Quinn's (laughs) like, "Why is he doing that?"
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, him and I had a conversation. uh, I want to say it was when we were in New York for WrestleMania. And he said, "You know what?" He goes, "I'll just keep eating shit sandwiches until something comes." Well, and you know what? He never once complained about it because he was in TNA. They brought him into WWE. He was the general manager of 205 Live. They paired him up with AOP. AOP gets hurt. Now he's off TV. He legit pissed his pants with the Big Show.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> it was a hose that went bad, and the spot was he was supposed to hit the gimmick in the pants. It looked like he pissed himself and the hose didn't work. He mustered up everything he could to legit shoot, piss himself, because that's how dedicated he is to what he does.
4: Wow. I Uh, challenge anybody else to have that kind of dedication (laughs) right now. Exactly. That had to have gone back to Vince. On on live
0: television, he was able to do that, you know?
4: Good one, pal.
0: when, When you hear people that say, oh, I've never gotten a chance, I've never gotten a break, Drake Maverick is one of the most undersized guys you're ever going to see in
2: the business, and
0: he never quit trying.
2: Yep, No, I totally he agree. He his
0: own angle through social media. They had no intention on using him for 24-7 championship, but he went on his social media and promoted it and done, and, and, and chased after it that way. How can you say no when everyone now sees it?
2: No, that's uh, a yep, very good point. Know.
4: Yep, no, absolutely. And yeah. It uh, makes it easy on the writers. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how R-Truth calls him Hornswoggle. No, our,
0: and our truth is fantastic. I mean, bless his heart. He has been – whoever would have thought our truth and Drake Maverick would be the most entertaining thing on Monday Night Raw. I didn't. Just yeah,
2: uh, I
4: didn't either. I didn't. <laughs> just, uh, just Andrew over here with his top draft pick for our <laughs> All
2: right, Dave. Well, we appreciate your time. I know you got to get hitting the bricks here, so we'll send you home, and we appreciate Welcome. your time. Uh, definitely, He's we like need you on again. So,
0: anytime. Awesome. Whatever you guys want. I, I, I love chatting with you guys. It's very oh. therapeutic for me.
2: <laughs> well, anytime, sir. You know that. So, we appreciate right. it. Ladies and gentlemen, sounds that is... Oh, I'm sorry. What was that, Dave?
0: Oh, no. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy your evening. All
4: right. We'll all right, talk bud. To you later. Thanks. Right.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, one more time, we got to give it up for Dave Bay with the special call-in because that wasn't planned at all. <laughs> and our guest of the podcast mr dave hero always thank you for those guys for giving us time because we all know their time is precious and they don't need to do it but they do it to help us out and we appreciate them and here at the bad medicine podcast sorry dave but we're a lot like henry
4: ford you can have any guest you want as long as his name is dave
2: (laughs) i I just realized that we were loaded with daves today you know triple triple dave
4: we've been loaded with daves for like the last couple of weeks
3: (laughs) oh yeah Bay, Hero, Lando, Diamond Dave. Gosh. Jesus.
2: Just can't get rid of it. Roth give,
3: will be coming on soon.
2: Very soon. Oh, we'll dude, get Dude, that'd be a six-hour podcast right there. Skibbity-bop! a <laughs> drop. Speaking of that, guess what time it is? Is
4: it everybody's favorite time of the podcast? Are you saying it's time for our favorite should-be sponsors of the Bad Medicine Podcast?
3: Absolutely.
4: Well, guys, I wasn't sure how to bring this up, but uh, I've got some. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. (laughs) By the way, check out his movies on Netflix. Um, No, the bad news is, fellas, I was talking to the lawyer, and um, well, well, you know our lawyer. It's it's the one you recommended, the one who helped out with Andrew. Yeah, yeah, it's our our lawyer. Fourteen. Uh Ira newsbaum ladies and gentlemen, if you need a lawyer in the Fox Valley, you call Ira newsbaum Now I know you wanted me to use Armani's lawyer, uh the lawyers of Dewey Cheatham and Howe, but they're really wrapped up in a big lawsuit about toothbrushes, so I had to go with Ira. Now the bad news is folks, we have uh here at the Bad Medicine podcast, I've been told by our lawyer it's not advised To say should be sponsors, we're supposed to be saying friends of the podcast. We're going to work on it. I think by maybe next podcast, I can get it back. But for this one, we have to say friends of the podcast, according to our lawyer, Ira. So let's roll right into it, shall we? A huge thank you to JR's Barbecue Sauce. If you want the best barbecue sauce for your pork, beef, chicken, whatever it might be, Go see JR's Barbecue Sauce available at where, Andrew? JR's and ProWrestlingTease.com. Seamless. You are the man. Also, want to give a big shout out to ODB's Barbecue Sauce and her fantastic food truck that she has in the Minneapolis area. Uh, I bumped into her at the Rockfest in Kadat this weekend amongst the humanity, and she was a bright shining star in a sea of terrible food. Hers was absolutely the best hands down. Also, speaking of the, oh, available at ODBBAM.com. As well as also ProWrestlingTees.com. You are just on it today. Also, if you're in the Minneapolis area and you think you have what it takes to be a pro wrestler, huh, not likely. But if you want to give it a shot anyways, check out the Academy of, the Academy School of Pro Wrestling. It's a lot like Ohio State. It's the Academy School of Pro Wrestling in Minneapolis, Minnesota, brought to you by the one and only Mr anderson he does it so much better folks if you want to see it in person go ahead and see if you have what it takes to be a pro wrestler and if you are gonna become a pro wrestler well that means you're gonna make a shitload of money kid and there's only one man i trust with my money and that's ian gager of northwestern mutual life don't be a broke son of a bitch like adrian peterson and default on a 5.2 million dollar loan Get your shit straight. See Ian so you don't have to work the rest of your life. Retirement is beautiful.
2: That's all I got for this week, guys. That was so good. But uh, I see Andrew has a uh, contraption that's known as a shovel.
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, as much as we have friends of the podcast, I wanted to make an enemy. I wanted to bury someone.
4: Oh, boy, here we go, folks.
3: So I was hungry the other week and decided to get a burger from Johnny Shit Rockets out of Oshkosh.
2: Wisconsin. Is it
3: actually called Johnny Shit Rockets? Or is that what happens after you eat it? it, Both, because that is exactly what they gave me. It was straight-up shit.
2: It was still mooing. This burger,
3: (laughs) it still had grass digesting in some of the meat. It was so undercooked. I just want to shit all over Johnny Rockets, and if you even think about eating there, don't. It is the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Hey, where do you not want us to go? Johnny Rockets. That's J-O-H-N-Y-R-O-C-K-E-T-S
2: of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I forget the zip code. Hey, you know what? I, my headphones are a little little off. I didn't hear the name. Could you say the name one more time? Johnny Rockets It's straight up shit garbage
3: food. Don't never eat purchase. there. Don't oh. eat there, folks. Unless you want to shit out your last 10 meals for the last week <laughs> in the next 20 minutes because you're eating severely undercooked meat.
4: You know what amazes me about the podcast is we really save the, the profanity for the end, whether it's <laughs> Dave going off on sidewalks or you going off on Johnny shit rockets. It's always oh, it's amazing to me. Also, fuck roundabouts. <laughs> learn how to drive.
2: Dude, Take I'm it. not kidding about the sidewalks. I, again, people <laughs> choose to run in the road. I don't know why the fuck we have sidewalks. Seriously, fucking get rid of them. That's why we got
4: rid of them around the fucking podcast studios. You know, on the way here, I was in the Raptor, and you know how it sits real high up and it's kind of hard to see? But I was uh, I was at a stoplight, and I see one car in front of me. There's somebody on a bike in the car lane. And I'm saying, what are you doing? You're going to go like 10 miles an hour. I got a 600-horsepower beast here, and I got to sit here and you know just dab the throttle because you think you're equal to a car. Folks, if you ride a bike, work harder at your job so you can have more money and buy a car and not have to be a loser with an L. I was behind you on the Riker. And that's why you were going so slow. Yeah, it's, I'm surprised you didn't drive underneath me with that thing. I'm sure. surprised
2: it wasn't somebody, it was probably somebody running right next to the biker in the middle of the road, too. So,
4: By the way, big shout out to Can Am on and off road for finally getting Andrew on, well, it's not two wheels, but it's three. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I got him to purchase his very first Can Am Riker. He went with the 900 high output, and I think he loves every minute of it. He doesn't have to shift, he doesn't have to balance. He could probably do it with a couple liquor drinks in him, so I think it's perfect. That's what I have in the cup holders. Beautiful. By the way, fuck
3: Johnny Rockets. Wait, who? Johnny Rockets. Who? Johnny Rockets. Who?
4: <laughs> Don't ever eat I'm sorry, I'm doing the stupid New Day
2: thing. You are. What?
4: (laughs) In in memory of Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw, the last time it was good.
2: (laughs) All right, ladies Ah. and gentlemen, that is one very impactful show today we had. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you again to Dave Bay, Dave Hero, as always. Quinn, why don't you, or Andrew, why don't you take us home?
4: You're, you've been on
2: fire. I always do it. So once again, thank you, Appleton
3: Oak, man of 1,013 poses. I heard he just made up 13 more. He, did, Dur- he, he found a way to do a triple bicep pump. Oh, during, that should have
2: been on a breaking news segment. During, breaking news. Dave Bay, 13 new poses. this
3: p- podcast, in fact, is when he did it. Also, Diamond Dave
1: Demone, Mason Quinn, The Answer. Thank you again for listening. Good night.